0: Welcome to Scuderia F One, the, hey the podcast that's always up to speed with the latest Formula One Formula news. Here Follow us on, on Twitter, Twitter Media at Scuderia F One Pod and subscribe to the show on iTunes
1: of and Stitcher.
0: That now, is here are your hosts, Mark of. Daly and Kevin Laraman. Welcome in the history of the world, very, very strange circumstances, very worrying things as they develop with the COVID nineteen virus around the the, the the world, and literally no corner of the globe has been uh, untouched by the developments over the past uh, well. Well, obviously since the past uh, two months since this uh, virus first came to light in China, but as it spreads throughout all four corners of the earth and uh, here locally as well on the west coast of Canada and the United States and uh, beyond, it uh, really has become a very uh, scary situation as to what the the actual state of things uh, and uh, Thursday this week, absolutely unprecedented. Uh, The entire world of sports shut down in uh, 24 hours that uh, I've never seen seen in my life. I mean, it did remind me a little bit to a certain extent uh, of the the immediate aftermath of uh, 9-11. Obviously, two completely different sets of circumstances, but just in the way that everything really came to an immediate uh, halt, but uh, for obvious very, very different uh, reasons. Anyways, I I had uh, decided uh, just to hold off on the show this week uh, for a number of reasons. One was the developing and unfolding situation in Melbourne with the now-canceled opening round of the 2020 Formula One World Championship, and also just uh, because we we're just trying to figure out here what was going on at home as uh, the, the news started to break. Uh, there were uh, things going on uh, with uh, in, in regards to my work and uh, with a conference I was due to attend here in Vancouver next week, which is uh, promptly cancelled this morning, and uh, just the, the situ- situation yesterday was, uh, on Thursday that is, was uh, really unfolding uh, quickly, and uh, we had a lot of back and forth uh, among ourselves here. On the uh, the overtime media network, just uh, trying to figure out what was going on and what was appropriate at the time, as uh, things literally were unfolding minute by minute in front of us. And, anyways the 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 takeaway from the discussions that we had uh, internally was uh, that uh, it was left up to each uh, program, each host, to decide what they wanted to do in terms of uh, releasing shows. Because uh, anyone, regardless if it's Formula One, Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, everything, literally shut down. Down one after another, after another, and that all started going back to Wednesday night after a player from the Utah Jazz was, uh, announced to have tested positive for the COVID-19 uh, virus. The NBA immediately announced suspension of the rest of the season and was, uh, quickly followed suit. That was basically the, the first domino to fall in the, in the sports world, and it's just, uh, been going on continually uh, from there. Of course, uh, everyone has to be, has to do their part. Health and safety of people, uh, Come, come first over everything else, and it really does put uh, sports into perspective where it fits into the the, the bigger picture. It is, uh, of course, incredibly disappointing, and life is going to be uh, different for the the next uh, little while. Anyway, so uh, just going back to what we uh, decided here on the network, uh, we just uh, we, basically the discussion came down to the fact that uh, sports really is uh, a bit of a distraction for most of us, and uh, and a pastime and something that we all enjoy. This is obviously. Not my my bread and butter. This is not my nine to five. This is something that I do on the side that uh, I make a little bit of money on, but honestly, it's not a lot, and it's not intended to be. And most of the money that I make from this, I, I, I put it back into the show to cover the cost, so it's revenue neutral more or less. And that's that's the way that I like it. Uh, I <laughs> with my other show, I've uh, been keeping that afloat for years with my partner. That uh, that we do that. That's not on uh, overtime. That's something uh, completely different. But I've sunk more than enough money into that, and and anything that uh, can c- cover the cost for this show is uh, greatly appreciated. So I did decide afterwards uh, to to do the show this week just to to bring everybody up to date uh, with uh, what's going on in the Formula One world and also the the, the bigger picture, and then uh, we'll just uh, take it from there. But the big thing is of course that uh, that formula one is is canceled for now is uh, that the thing as the, the situation does continue to unfold with covid 19 and uh, literally everything that uh, that, that uh, I'm involved with <laughs> just uh, at home at work and, uh, and and just also in my uh, you know, what, what I do in my spare time everything's uh, been canceled for the foreseeable future and uh, and rightly so and uh, the, the the way that uh, the situation is going here in Vancouver Uh, We've been fortunate. Uh, I I think that uh, a lot of credit has to be given to uh, the the local and provincial and also federal uh, authorities here in uh, in BC and Canada, just uh, the way that they've handled the crisis so far. They've been very transparent. And I think uh, to a certain extent, I think they've been uh, quite uh, proactive as well. And uh, we only have about, uh, I think, about 60 confirmed cases in BC at the moment. And that's actually jumped uh, probably by about two dozen cases in the past uh, couple of days. So it is starting to pick up here. And that is what uh, the, the big concern is that over the next uh, seven to 10 days, will it really spike? And that's what they're really trying to focus on now is just a uh, mitigation so that uh, it's it's obviously just a question of when and if not, if people are going to si- uh, get sick. And uh, they're, they're trying to make sure that uh, they they want what they want to call flattening the curve. So the number of uh, people that are going to get sick over the next, uh, I guess, seven to 14 days is going to be minimal. I guess uh, they must assume that the, uh, the, the virus is already out here in the community. Uh, we, we haven't closed our borders or anything like that. I mean, it's been pr- pretty much a, a policy of containment over the past uh, month or two since uh, this whole situation started. But uh, I, I guess uh, they, they figure that their modeling is uh, projecting that things are slowly starting to pick up here in uh, in Canada on the West Coast. And I think uh, that uh, the, the idea is to try and keep as many people healthy as possible because from what I understand is that... Um, that even though you may get uh, the, the virus that uh, some people may not develop symptoms or get sick at all but obviously they can uh, be a carrier pass it on to other people it's highly contagious other people might ex- experience a very bad cold or flu or something like that and uh, also from what I understand I'm by no means uh, a medical expert here and I'm no by no means giving any advice just passing on what I've heard word of mouth and uh, my own research uh, but um, what I from what I understand is most people will Recover with with rest and fluids and and uh, taking medication and things like that and and the majority of people will not need any um, hospitalization should they uh, fall ill uh, but the, it's the people that are already. Suffering from pre-existing health conditions, and also the elderly people, you know, chemotherapy patients, for example, um, are all people that are, are vulnerable to uh, to this uh, virus, and uh, they could find themselves in in, in very very uh, dangerous waters uh, should they contract it. And I guess uh, from from what my takeaway is, it that uh, that if a large number of people get sick, that the worry is that the, the people that uh, are just sick and it's going to pass and just after it runs its course in several days. Uh, uh, with, with bed rest and just uh, taking good care of themselves may just overwhelm the system and, and then the people that really really need uh, hospitalization and and, and urgent health care may be the ones that get uh, lost a little bit in the in in the, in the numbers of people and uh, that's what they're afraid of and those are the ones that will uh, suffer and could potentially die and like I say this is un precedented in, uh, in 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 my life and I'm sure for everyone else and uh of, of course uh it is very, very worrying, and it's not something I ever thought uh, that I would talk about, as it is here Friday night here on the West Coast. Uh, I guess we we're just uh, coming up now on uh, President Trump's uh, imposed deadline on uh, incoming flights uh, from Europe. Again, I never thought I'd be talking about Donald Trump. This is a pretty much an apolitical uh, program. I mean, we talk about politics of Formula One, and and rightly so. That's part of the fun, especially when it comes to, to talking about uh, Ferrari and there, there's never any lack of politics in that team, obviously, but uh, certainly, it uh, very, very interesting to see what what's been going on around the world, and um, it uh, continues to unfold by the minute, by the hour, and the, and by the day. And it sounds like um, until it's contained, we're in for several more weeks of this. But Formula One, eventually. I think uh, made the, the, the right call and obviously was very, very difficult uh, for them uh, to do so, uh, but uh, they eventually did get it right. But uh, just to, before we start talking about this, uh, even though I did decide to do the show this week, uh, there, there will be one ad break uh, midway through the show here. I'd uh, really uh, decided uh, on to, to do this one because it's uh, for the athletic. Uh, and uh, I felt that uh, since it was a pre-arranged, pre-book thing, I would honor it, uh, not uh, not uh, back out of that agreement and besides uh, I have worked with uh, many of the writers from the, the Athletic uh, before especially the guys uh, that cover Major League Soccer and uh, so I do want to want to uh, throw that in there a little bit uh, later on and, uh, and and honor that agreement. Anyways let's talk now uh, for the next uh, little bit about Formula One uh, and uh, and what's going on and it uh, finally after well it was a very very confusing day on Thursday and the situation surrounding the Australian Grand Prix was also very, very uh, confusing. It was uh, coming out through all channels except the official ones that the race was off. And eventually, they did make a, the, the the official announcement. I can understand that it would have been very, very difficult to, to, to make. Uh, well, you have all the people coming from all over the world to attend that race, either as a competitor, as a, a supplier, the, the the people that are putting on the event locally, fans, everything like that. I mean, it's a, a huge, huge event, a Formula One Grand Prix. Uh, but again, uh, the, the situation uh, involving COVID-19 and uh, just the health and safety of uh, people in general uh, was ultimately... Uh, what what was more important. So obviously not a decision that uh, was uh, taken lightly. Um, And and this came after there was one of the uh, team member from McLaren testing positive. hass had some people uh, that were tested. Those um, tests did come back negative. uh, Fortunately, Uh, McLaren withdrew from the race. And um, as it came out, uh, there was only three teams that were potentially interested in actually running the Grand Prix. I mean, kind of shades of what was it, the 2006 uh, US Grand Prix or maybe that was uh, it was earlier than that when they when uh, half of the uh, well more than half of the the, the field uh, pulled out uh, because of the uh, the concerns of the tires but it um, ultimately i think that uh, regardless if uh, they were going to run even a non championship event that probably wasn't the the the, the right idea but Still, it is uh, disappointing. I mean, from a selfish uh, point of view, and the, the, the way that it looks like now is that uh, what with uh, Bahrain, which was going to be run uh, without fans, that's off. Uh, Vietnam is off. Well, China was off, and we knew that uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and so, I mean, potentially we're looking at a start to the, the Formula One World Championship at the Dunge Grand Prix in uh, the beginning sorry, the end of April, the 30th of April is uh, when the, the first practice uh, session is scheduled to go. However, it is very possible that we're going to see Holland, Spain, and Monaco fall off the schedule as well, and the very first race of the year may not uh, actually be until the beginning of June, which would be uh, Azerbaijan at Baku, which is absolutely incredible, should be the the, the way that this all turns out after it's uh, all said and done but uh, it would be it would be so unfortunate uh, from obviously I mean uh, not to put uh, Formula One ahead of the, the the greater good and everything like that but uh, I mean when we heard that we were going to have this record-breaking season it would uh, it, it just sounded like it was going to be absolutely wonderful I mean we're gonna see two brand new races uh, in uh, Vietnam and Holland I mean Holland uh, they're going back to sound for it but it's the first time since 1985 and uh, what well, with the, the revamped banking uh, in effect. I mean it's a, a brand new uh, race to a certain extent, uh, but uh, very disappointing that we're going to see a whole bunch uh, disappear. So we have to assume at some point uh, things are going to get back uh, to normal and, uh, and and life will resume as it has done um, uh, previous to this, and and sporting events uh, will uh, get going again. And uh, well, I mean, until then, we'll just have to see where they actually decide to 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 cut it off and uh, decide when when can they actually resume and whether or not uh, a lot of these races uh, were going to be. Uh, uh, reschedule. You have to think that uh, that that some of them will uh, not be run this year, regardless when they start. Uh, because it, how how are we going to get it in if we start at the beginning of June? to the end of uh, November as, uh, as as traditional in Formula One with the uh, Abu Dhabi Grand Prix at Yas Marina, it uh, it just seems logistically would be very difficult to, to, to do so. Uh, I mean, there was a talk just about the challenges in uh, the, the, the past several weeks, how difficult it would be just to uh, reschedule the Chinese Grand Prix at the, the Shanghai International uh, Circuit, so to try and uh, reschedule uh, half a dozen or seven races, whatever it might be in the end, seems to me that uh, there just isn't enough time and uh, it would be way too difficult uh, to do so. But who knows? Um, perhaps once uh, things do get back to normal, that uh, Formula One will be able to, to re- uh, actually pull off some of these races. So uh, very much like the, the the broader situation, it is uh, fluid at the moment. Anyways, just uh, talking uh, a little bit now about the uh, the, the official release that uh, came out when the announcement was made that the Australian Grand Prix was cancelled. Uh, the, the following uh, press release from the Australian Grand Prix Corporation was as follows, quote, At night, 9 a.m. today, the Australian Grand Prix Corporation was advised by Formula One of their intention to cancel all Formula One activity at the Formula One Australian Grand Prix. In light of this decision and updated advice this morning from the Chief Health Officer of the Victorian Government's Department of Human and Health Services, the Australian Grand Prix Corporation confirms the Formula One Australian Grand Prix is cancelled immediately. Last night, a member of the McLaren Racing Team tested positive for the COVID-19 virus. A further seven individuals returned negative results, confirming that they do not have the COVID-19 virus. Additionally, a ninth individual has been assessed and tested for the COVID-19 virus with the final results of this test pending. This individual is not associated with Formula One team or the FIA or any associated suppliers. Our first priority is the safety of everyone, including attendees, our personnel at all event partners and members of the local community. Further information regarding refunds for ticket holders will be communicated in due course. So this was followed by a statement from Formula One that said, quote, following the confirmation that a member of the McLaren racing team has tested positive for COVID-19 and the team's decision to withdraw from the Australian Grand Prix, Formula One and the FAA convened a meeting of the nine other team principals on Thursday evening. Those discussions concluded with a majority view of the teams that the race should not go on ahead. Formula One and the FIA, with the full support of the Australian Grand Prix Corporation, have therefore taken the decision that all Formula One activity for the Australian Grand Prix is cancelled. We appreciate this is very disappointing news for the thousands of fans due to attend the race and all ticket holders will receive a full refund and further announcement will be communicated in due course. All parties took into consideration the huge efforts of the AGPC, Motorsport Australia, staff and volunteers to stage the opening round of the 2020 FAA Formula One World Championship in Melbourne, however concluded that the safety of all members of the Formula One family and the wider community, as well as the fairness of the competition, take priority. End quote. So, of course, the, the the cancellation also affected the the supercars and uh, other support uh, uh, series. So, again, it's just mirroring uh, everything else that uh, we uh, we've seen. Anyways, uh, there was also a uh, a statement that was made publicly by uh, Mercedes uh, before the, the the race, and that uh, said as follows: "Quote the Mercedes AMG Petronas F1 team has today sent a letter to the FAA and F1 requesting the cancellation of the." 2020 Australian Grand Prix. We share the disappointment of the sports fans that this race cannot go ahead as planned. However, the physical and mental health and well-being of our team members and of the wider F1 community are our absolute priority. In light of the force majeure events we are experiencing with regard to the coronavirus pandemic, we no longer feel the safety of our employees can be guaranteed if we continue to take part in the event. We emphasize strongly with the, the worsening situation in uh, Europe, most especially in Italy, and furthermore, we do not feel it would be right to participate in events where fellow competitors such as McLaren are unable to do so through circumstances beyond their control. Our team will therefore begin to pack up preparations at the circuit this morning. End quote. Anyways, yeah, so it uh well they did say several days ago that if uh, they they couldn't have uh, all the teams uh, participate uh, that uh, they they wouldn't run the event. However, it seems like it was an extremely chaotic uh, uh, set of circumstances and events that went uh, on around the, uh, the the decision that was made and uh, it really did uh, take a lot of time before it was actually confirmed. Anyways, I just want to take a very quick break now just to hear a word from our good friends at The Athletic. We'll be back in just a moment. Hey, guys, I just want to take a quick break away from the show to talk to you about something I'm really excited about. And that's today's show is being sponsored by The Athletic, a subscription based sports news site featuring quality content for real sports fans that goes way beyond the box score. The Athletic is setting a new standard for sports news because their coverage focuses on a mix of long-form journalism, original reporting, and in-depth analysis. At The Athletic, you're going to get quality journalism and in-depth coverage of your favorite team from local writers who really know what's going on, plus you're going to get great content from national writers you already know like Jay Glazer, Mike Sando, and Michael Lombardi. Get exclusive player profiles, deep dives on analytics, team power rankings, and fantasy sports insights you won't find anywhere else. Each subscriber gets a personalized feed of stories, live writer Q&As, and more. Just download the Athletic app, pick your favorite teams, and the Athletic will begin surfacing all the latest on the players and storylines that matter to you. The Athletic is clutter-free reading with no ads, no pop-ups, no autoplay video or clickbait. It's just good content because the Athletic is created for fans and not for advertisers. Your subscription to The Athletic is going to get you a ton of great things, including full access to all sports, teams, cities, and writers. The Athletic lets you customize and choose the content you care about, and it's going to get even better as more cities and writers are added to the site. So you're still not sold? Just check out some of the great journalists currently writing for The Athletic. For Major League Baseball, there's Ken Rosenthal, Jason Stark, Peter Gammons, and Jim Bowden. For the NBA, there's Shams Charania, David Aldridge, Sam Amick, and Zach Harper. For the NFL, there's Jay Glazer, Michael Lombardi, Lindsey Jones, Dane Brugler, and Bob Stern. And I know quite a few of the soccer people at The Athletic, and they're absolutely first class. For example, I was reading an article the other day written by my buddy Matt Pence called How Nike, Adidas, and E-Commerce Threaten Their Survival of Mom and Pop Soccer Shops. It was a really great read, and honestly, it was a real eye-opener. So if you're ready to get started and would like to save 40% off a yearly subscription to The Athletic's complete library of written, audio, and video content covering professional college sports at a national local level, go to theathletic.com slash overtime. That's theathletic.com slash overtime. Once again, if you want to save 40% off a yearly subscription to The Athletic, go to, and this is uh, all lowercase, theathletic.com slash overtime. All right, well, welcome back to the show. So let's uh, keep going now with the uh, all the latest news from the Formula One uh, circuit after the, uh, the the cancellation basically of the first uh, third, maybe quarter of the season, depending how it uh, shakes out. Um, anyway, so the, the, the big uh, issue was that uh, there was a member of uh, McLaren that uh, did uh, test uh, positive uh, for the coronavirus. I mean, uh, before that, everything was, uh, was up in air, but uh, I mean, it really became uh, very confusing uh, very uh, quickly. So uh, anyways, the the employee was uh, put into self af- uh, self-isolation self after uh, suffering symptoms of the virus and the tests that, that, that were taken. Uh, and then the, the, it was uh, confirmed afterwards that this uh, person has indeed been infected uh, with the uh, uh, with uh, the, the virus. Anyways, on Thursday night, McLaren said that they were withdrawing from the season opening Grand Prix uh, in a statement that said, quote, uh, the team is prepared for this eventuality and has ongoing support in place for its employee who will now enter a period of quarantine. Uh, the team is cooperating with relevant local authorities to assist their investigations and analysis. Zach Brown, CEO of McLaren Racing and Andreas Seidel, team principal of McLaren F1, informed F1 and the FAA of their decision this evening. The decision has been taken based on the duty of care not only to McLaren F1 employees and partners, but also to the team's competitors, F1 fans, and wider F1 stakeholders. End quote. Uh, so, anyways, uh, the the team member that was tested positive was just one of five of their uh, team personnel that was uh, tested for the coronavirus over the the, the past couple of days in uh, Melbourne, and that was also uh, similar to uh, four members of uh, Hass F1, um, which it uh, was uh, believed that was uh, one engineer, three mechanics were also tested um, uh, for coronavirus after they were showing symptoms, uh, but uh, all of the all four of them fortunately returned uh, negative uh, results uh, from the test. And and uh, again, it was just uh, a lot of things uh, going on. But uh, before that, I mean... Um while this was all breaking, the, the organizers uh, were planning to, to, to keep going with the event. Uh, they, they wanted to keep going. They said that the gates were going to open uh, shortly before 9 a.m. Uh, local time, uh, with uh, activity on the track uh, commencing just uh, after 9 a.m. in the morning. And, uh, well, I mean, it just uh, didn't actually work out that way because uh, not uh, the shortly thereafter. I mean, uh, fans were banned from the, um, from the Australian Grand Prix and uh, just... It's just, uh, was confusing. I mean, I wasn't even there, just tried to follow on with uh, with everything else uh, going on. It was like, is it on? There was a lot of uh, things uh, suggesting that it isn't. Um, then The they're the Premier of Victoria, Daniel, uh, sorry, Daniel Andrews, told uh, Seven New Sydney's, quote, on public health grounds, there will be no spectators at the Grand Prix this weekend. If a race actually happens at all, that is a matter for them, and they will make announcements very soon, end quote. So there, there were things starting to come out. People weren't being led into the circuit, and that was very much similar to what was happening here locally in Vancouver. The uh, the provincial uh, health authorities, the provincial he- health minister saying that uh, gatherings of over uh, 250 people would not be allowed and uh, that uh, really sparked off a, a number of things that uh, just keep, uh, in the, it keeps popping up here in the, 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 the news here. Uh, even right to this uh, very moment as I sit down, uh, the the Vancouver uh, Marathon was canceled. That's at the beginning of May. I mean, that's a, a little ways out, but everything uh, in the in the next uh, several weeks has uh, been canceled. It's uh, literally been one announcement after another after another as as everybody steps up to try and do their their, their best and do their own little bit to, to try and help uh, contain the the the, the COVID nineteen virus and control the spread. So just uh, a very fluid uh, situation uh, to say the least. So, anyways, just going back to the to the Grand Prix. So apparently there were three teams that uh, were willing to actually um, uh, run the race, and uh, that turns out to be Red Bull, Alpha Tauri, and uh, Racing Point. Obviously, Red Bull and Alpha Tauri that makes sense uh, being uh, part of the, the the larger Red Bull uh, family. Racing Point uh, were were interesting. Um, anyways, uh, the, some of them. Uh, what the, the sentiment was? "Quote: We're racers, and we're here to race." End quote. You oh, fair enough. I can uh, understand that. That's uh, what they do. That's what they they, they, they focus on. But uh, not really the appropriate or correct thing uh, to do in the in in the situation. Um, anyways, uh, the the more like like I was saying just now, the majority of the the the, the team, so seven out of ten, uh, wanted to, to to cancel. But uh, Horner, Tost, and uh, Otmar Safenauer said they were going to uh, take part unless uh, the uh, the authorities actually came out uh, to say that they can't uh, run the race. Uh, on, on health uh, issue, uh, issues or uh, just to, to, to contain the virus, uh, anyways. Uh, so from there, uh, again, it uh, it helped uh, really just muddy the waters uh, even more. So just to, with the, the the McLaren situation, uh, everything uh, that that happened. Fourteen further team members have been uh, placed in uh, in a fourteen day uh, quarantine after uh, being in close contact uh, with the other team member that uh, tested positive uh, for coronavirus. Uh, early, you know the earlier. On Thursday. Um, so, anyways, uh, from a, a press release uh, earlier today on Friday, quote, overnight, 14 members of the team, in addition to the one confirmed case, were placed in quarantine at the team hotel for 14 days in accordance with local health authority directives. These are individuals had been in close contact with the team member who tested positive for coronavirus. These individuals are being supported by senior team personnel who will stay behind with them during the quarantine period. Any other team members who show symptoms will be tested immediately and self-isolate in line with our protocol. Other members of the team have been cleared to return to the paddock to pack down team equipment before traveling back to the UK. On arrival in the UK, no team member will return to the McLaren Technology Centre for a period of 14 days as a precautionary measure." Anyways, uh, yeah, well, you got to do what you got to do. Got to keep people safe and uh, and not uh, spread it uh, back once uh, you get home. Anyways, uh, Zach Brown wrote on Twitter, quote, I applaud by the decision by F1, the FAA, and the AGPC to cancel the Australian Grand Prix. The health and safety of the F1 family and local community must come first. As a racer, this was the most difficult decision I've had to take. As CEO, it was the easiest decision to take. So talk about uh, having a a foot in. Uh, in 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 both camps, there must be an extremely difficult uh, set of sa- uh, circumstances. You know, you want to do the right thing, but it's it's complicated, isn't it? It's uh, it's easy for us to say that, yeah, it shouldn't go ahead. Anyways, um, the Australian Grand Prix are working on uh, getting um, uh, refunds for fans uh, that uh, that uh, that went down there or locally to attend the Grand Prix and it is a significant uh, outlay uh, to uh, uh of money to secure formula 1 tickets uh, not to mention travel and hotel costs and everything that goes into uh, making a journey to a formula 1 trip but the last time that we went to a race was uh 2014 and uh what with having uh, you know <laughs> several young children in the family that uh, it is uh, not really the time in our lives to to do it more frequently. But anyways, the uh, last time we went uh, when uh, when we were able to was uh, 2014, and uh, it was part of a larger trip that we made over a several week period when we were visiting Europe, and it was a, a significant uh, amount of the money that we had um, set aside uh, uh, as part of our trip. Uh, it really was a significant, so it would have been. Uh, I can understand the disappointment and the frustration. Of uh, of people that uh, that are out of pocket uh, for all the money that they spent. I mean, unfortunately, they're not going to get uh, reimbursed for hotel or travel costs, but. Unfortunately, it's uh, just uh, the, the the situation, but uh, I, I think it's uh, the right uh, thing that uh, I think they have to do it. It would be absolutely uh, wrong if the people's uh, ticket money weren't uh, refunded. Anyways, uh, AGPC confirmed that they will start uh, beginning the, the, the task of uh, figuring out refunds to eligible ticket holders. And uh, CEO Andrew Rescott had to say, quote, The point I would like to make to the fans is that we're going to work through with the fans on the refunds applicable to their ticketing arrangement. We're reaching out and we're saddened for the fans. Um, This event could not happen if it wasn't for the ecosystem that exists in Victoria. So it's not only the fans, but there's the element of sadness and disappointment that we have for the 600 suppliers, the 12,000 staff that work the event on the weekend, the 180 staff that the AGPC has, and the family that is Formula One. End quote. So there you go. Anyways, uh, Chase Carey, CEO of Formula One, said that, uh, or he defended their decision to um, uh, cancel the Australian Grand Prix and the whole process that uh, went into it. Um, anyways, uh, Carey had to say, quote, I think we've made the right decisions. I think we've worked well with our partners. I think we're all disappointed not to have it, but these are challenging times and I think we've made the right, we've made the decisions we have to make. We spent the last evening really getting input from everybody it was a joint decision between the FIA, our Australian partners, ourselves, certainly with input from the teams. As would be expected, there were a range of views. We were dealing with things in real time in a very difficult, challenging situation. Were there differing views and differing opinions? Yes, I think what everybody tried to wrestle through. But I think we got to the right place. And I think we all agree we got to the right decision, end quote. So, well, that... Uh, I don't know. I wasn't there. I mean, just uh, judging by the other chaos uh, going around, it uh, may have been just a, a microcosm of the larger macrocosm uh, of uh, what, what happened on the, uh, the the 12th and 13th of uh, February, but uh, certainly uh, a, a very, very confusing uh, situation. So at least we have clarity. At least uh, they very uh, shortly thereafter uh, canceled Bahrain and Vietnam. I'm very disappointed, obviously, for uh, the, the the Vietnamese one. I was really looking forward to seeing this uh, new circuit. Uh, hopefully, that doesn't have any uh, other implications uh, for them, uh, and uh, that that race will be able to to go ahead at uh, at some uh, at some point. Anyways, uh, Chase Carey, he had to say, "quote." The global situation regarding COVID-19 is fluid and very difficult to predict, and it's right we take time to assess the, the situation and make the right decisions. We are taking the decision with the FAA and our promoters to ensure that the safety of everyone involved in Formula One and our fans. The cancellation of the first three races mean the season would in theory start with the Dutch Grand Prix in early May, but F1 admitted that given the sharp increase in COVID-19 cases in Europe in recent days, this will be regularly reviewed. So that leads into what I was saying right off the, the, the top of the show, that it is very possible that uh, the season could start as late as uh, Baku in the, uh, the the beginning of year, uh, June. And this is uh, courtesy of com. And, uh, well, that would really be... I mean, it would be. I mean, the whole situation is uh, unique and uh, and absolutely unprecedented uh, to see this amount of um, of events uh, cancelled. Uh, but it is a uh, very very uh, possible that uh, this is going to happen. Anyways, uh, Kerry had to say uh, on this point, quote. Uh, At this point, uh, our focus is really dealing with the issues uh, this weekend. Clearly, I just came in from Vietnam, so we're in discussion with our partners on the upcoming races. I think at this point, what we really want to do is make sure we deal with the issues here, deal with them properly. But in the coming days, clearly, we will be addressing the events yet to come. It is a pretty difficult situation to predict. Everybody uses the word fluid, but obviously, it is a fluid situation The situation today is different than it was two days ago, which is different than what it was four days ago. So trying to look out, make those sorts of predictions when it's changing this quickly is challenging. Uh, Everybody wants an answer and we would love to have an answer. I think you can't force an answer to something that right now you don't have an answer to. I think we can just uh, have to continue doing what we are doing, reaching out to everybody, every expert we can around the world. Clearly, we're a global sport, and therefore, you know, we are not just dealing with a single country issue. We're dealing with an array of complexities, but I think we have to continue to deal with those as the situation evolves, end quote. And uh, it is possible that uh, some of these uh, races may be able to be uh, run at some point uh, in the in the future. I don't really know how that's going to work, but obviously there is the basically month-long summer break that uh, maybe they could uh, slot some races into there. There are some races in between where there's a, a week or two break uh, as, as it is. However, that uh, might make it a little bit uh, challenging. I, I know that uh, one of the weekends that was uh, mentioned was between the, the British and Hungarian Grand Prix right before uh, the, the summer break. And uh, well, that would make it uh, difficult going from Britain to Holland to to, uh, to Hungary. I mean, uh, geographically, it's, it's a fairly convenient um I guess uh uh, chain or or uh, process to go from the, to to the UK to Holland to Hungary. I mean uh, they're they're relatively close together. I mean it's not like you you'd be going from Australia to Bahrain to Baku. I mean really stretching out to the the the, the distances. I mean uh, geographically a lot closer together. However, we would uh, it, it would be difficult in the sense that it would be a, a triple header. Although it worked uh, two years ago. What was it? uh Germany, France, and uh, and and Britain, or was it? uh France, Britain and Hungary. I can't remember, but it was very, very exciting. I really enjoyed that. It was really was a, a wonderful summer of sport. You had uh, Formula One going on uh, for that uh, triple header right before the summer break. Uh, then you had the FIFA World Cup uh, going on and Tour de France and all the other wonderful summer sports like baseball, just name it. You know, there was a lot of cool things uh, going on at that point. Anyways, uh, that's uh, that's where we stand at the moment. It is, uh, like I say, it is uh, confusing uh, to say the least. Not just uh, from the point of uh, Formula One, uh, but uh, just life in in general. And I mean, it's it's going to be like that uh, for the next uh, little while, for the foreseeable future, until. The uh, like the crisis uh, comes to a uh, conclusion and, and and life can uh, resume as it was. Uh, well, it won't be quite the same as it was before. I think we'll all be looking at these things uh, through a completely uh, different set of eyes. And um, well, we'll see what happens uh, here on the show. Fortunately. Even though there isn't Formula One going on, we do have 50 years plus of the uh, material to, to talk about. Uh, we've got um, a, a number of different things that uh, we could do in the meantime to uh, to keep it going and uh, and, and just distract ourselves uh, from some of the the unpleasant, crazy things going out there at the at the moment, and just uh, escape, uh, even if it's uh, only for a half an hour, or an hour, or whatever it may be. Just uh, find a little bit of oasis of, uh, of Formula One away from the uh, whatever's going on in the outside world. Anyways, uh, that's it. Uh, thank you very much uh, for, for tuning in this week. Really do uh, appreciate it uh, and, and just uh, be able to bring everybody up to speed from what I know on, on my side here. And we'll, we'll wait and see. I, I'm not sure what's going to happen uh, next week. Uh, and maybe we'll have a show, maybe not. We're just going to play it by ear. Uh, of course, uh, the, the, the wider uh, situation takes precedence. And uh, I'm just preparing to, to be flexible uh, the way that uh, we, we might be doing things with my work. We might be be working from home. So that might be a different uh, thing as well. And that uh, would obviously put a bit of a, a wrench in the works when it comes to my recording schedule. So we'll wait and see. Anyways, guys, that's it for now. Until I talk to you again, be kind to one another, take care of one another, stay safe, everybody. And I'll talk to you again very, very soon. Bye for now. Ciao. Thanks for listening to the Scuderia F1 podcast. If you want to get the show notes for this episode, then head over to scuderiaf1pod.com. Want to get in touch with us? Then email us at scuderiaf1pod at gmail.com.